Hello. Good, e- good evening, Otiba. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'll give you a chance to introduce yourself. Uh, then we can get the ball rolling. I'm looking forward to a very pleasant conversation with you. Excellent. So thanks, Maxwell. Well, just a little bit about myself. I've spent most of my career in big tech companies like IBM, Vodafone, and I was the first country GM for Microsoft in Ghana. And um, in my spare time, I am a writer, a podcaster, and also a volunteer. And I also happen to be a mother to an 11-year-old. <laughs> oh, great. I just had my first kid, so. How <laughs> about these leadership um, roles in big corporations, you know, like IBM, Vodafone, you just said, uh, being a first ever female country manager in Microsoft Africa operations. What advice would you share with young women entering such a male-dominated profession? I think the first thing I would say to them is that it's really important to be well-skilled, right? So you've got to know your stuff. Um, And then you've got to network and build relationships. Um, And I think that that becomes the way in which you step up the ladder, right? So be well-skilled, network, build those relationships. And then also what I found very useful is go for that stretch assignment, something that um, makes you push yourself a little bit further. For me, my stretch assignment uh, with IBM was coming to South Africa. Um, I had never done that uh, before. (laughs) I'd been based in the US. And so that was a stretch. I learned, I grew, I worked with different sectors within IT. And um, that's something that I would highly recommend. So whether it's a global assignment or even within your country, a different department, definitely try and stretch yourself. Oh, okay. Okay. So basically to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, get into some um, position where you learn new stuff, uh, where you push yourself to bring out, let's say, whatever is in store for the world, right? Exactly. Great, great, great. Okay. Um, so let's say with your career, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely you have broken down some sites or not. Uh, things that are, you know, um, normal right now i'm imagining some decades ago where not you know we wouldn't even imagine women doing exactly what they're doing and i'm saying this because i watched the inauguration of um, uh, vice president kamala harris yes what do you think right now is the most significant barrier to female leadership i think that one of the most significant barriers is that some women we lack sponsorship right and so when you're sponsored you get mentored and coached, but also doors get open and experiences happen. So for me, um, about a decade or so ago, um, I, through a program, I went to uh, an emerging uh, leadership program and I met with one of the top executives who was at IBM at the time. And then we built up a mentoring and sponsorship relationship. And I think that that opening doors, that network to find out what are the key opportunities that's one of the things that impedes women right because we're not in the know of what's that next assignment what's that great opportunity and i think it's really really important um you have coaching mentoring but sponsorship is people at the most senior levels helping you to shape and grow your career and that's a key you know disadvantage i would say 
and I encourage and I've become a sponsor to a number of uh, young women because I know the importance of it. Great. That, that actually ties into the, your answer for the first question on the importance of uh, networking. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, from, from your standpoint right now in your career, what do you think is the biggest challenge for the generation behind you? So what I see is that there's still, unfortunately, so many more ceilings to smash through, right? So they still have to work very hard, be really prepared. But I think one of the challenges now is that you need a diversity of skill. Um, Gartner refers to this as like being a versatilist, right? You can't just be, um, you know, in one area. So say, for example, um, you're a doctor and you've got a clinic, it's great to have business skills as well, right? So that you can effectively manage. So I think these days, what's the challenge of our time is being people who are versatilist, multi-skilled, and that helps you, I think, to scale both the corporate ladder and to grow entrepreneurially. Thanks for using the word entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, such a vast um, and major problem with the generation that is ahead of you. How do you recommend that they overcome this challenge? I mean, you yes, you have mentioned that they have to be versatile in their skill. They have to um, have um, different, you know, sectors within which they played. It was a good example with a doctor with business skills. Let's assume someone is in one skill. Mm-hmm. What avid, what precise avid? The, one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is to try to give people definite answers. Sure. So, yeah, so let's say, what precise avenue would you give um, uh, someone mm-hmm. on how to differentiate their skills? So I think it's also about understanding, Maxwell, that it takes a team. So that's one mm-hmm. of the things that you have to do. So maybe let's go back to the, the example of an entrepreneur who starts a business. It might be a tech business. And you're highly skilled in coding and developing, but you're not strong in sales and marketing partner up with a sales and marketing um, friend or colleague who can give you guidance on how do I effectively market this product. And that's one of the concrete things that I'm always coaching because I do coach a number of startups. And I always say, look to where your differentiation is, which is your skill, but then bring along a team, whether it's an advisory team or if you have the funds to afford to bring people on who can complement the skills and the capability that you currently have. And that's a really important thing in order to scale any business. Excellent. Very excellent. Again, tying into the networking, mm-hmm. which is which which I think is um uh, is, is is becoming the theme of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just to like go and have drinks and stuff, but it's really to build upon your skills when you network, right? So you it's it's about being intentional and saying, um, I'm a doctor, right? And I may not have really strong skills in marketing my clinic, right? So I might go to a marketing event or whatever and pick up those skills, one, because a lot of times they have these little workshops, but also to meet marketeers so that they can support me in my business. So it's not just networking, you know, moving around, but it's networking with intentionality to build skills to build a broader network for getting customers, right? Acquiring your customers through the network and also building your brand and awareness. Great, that's great. 
Atima, you you seem to have done a lot. <laughs> you have a lot to give. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of knowledge to impact. You've already mentioned you are um, mentoring a few people. Mm-hmm. What is your why? And by that I mean, um, why do you do what you do? What's your life's mission? What is your why? I think that's the best way that I can put the question. Sure. So my why is is change, right? I see myself as a catalyst for change. Um, I, I mean, I in the era and time that I grew up, um, we were uh, when we lived in the U.S. Many times, the only black family. I was the only black child, and I saw the importance of making a change in that because if you don't change the world for the better then why right so that became over time as a young student um i realized well around me there aren't a lot of people like me and my narrative my story is not known and so it became really important that's where my writing uh came in to share different mm-hmm. stories but also about sharing that there is successful black accomplishment globally within Africa and the Caribbean the US etc because that also has an impact on you as a business person right because let's say you're trying to do business in Europe you're selling you know your products and goods when people's perception of who you are uh improves or have they have reliability um in that particular environment if you think about Japan in the earlier part of the time you know japanese products were not considered to be um at the same level as europe etc but as japan started to build their reputation build their brand you know toyota is 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 a premier brand now right and people want it so the importance of what i'm saying is that if we change the narrative around africa it then changes our business opportunities um it changes how people interact with us and there's many many positive outcomes so that's what that's my why is to be that catalyst for change so basically that drives most of um, most of your activities with respect to the volunteer work the mentoring and yes, all that right yes it does it really really does and i have a focus on particularly people of um afro descent you know because I see that there's a need for them to have that confidence, right? And so I coach and mentor them. They see my leadership and they're able to say, "Oh wow, she's done it. Maybe I can do it." Right? So it's representation is important, but also um direct support, right? So you've got to represent but you directly support by coaching and mentoring and giving guidance and also lastly opening up your network. uh to the next yeah. generation great point um you 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 have derived a lot of focus from this mm-hmm. why It, the audience wants to nurture this laser focus that you have you have um how they how do you recommend them to find their why so first ask yourself what motivates you what drives you right and then that driving You need more than just I want to make a million dollars or a million whatever. You need more <laughs> than that, right? You need something that is inspirational because that gets you up in the morning. That gives you the resilience when your business is not maybe going well, 
or maybe the doors have been closed at the bank, you didn't get the loan or whatever. But if you're inspired by what you're doing and you believe in your product or your service, you will succeed and you'll continue to do it, right? So it's super, super important to be inspired. Um, Your why must be an inspiration to you. It can't just be, oh, this is what I think I wanna do, right? I understand perfectly. Mm-hmm. Assuming someone wants a career like mm-hmm. yours, because you know, um, just like you said, a lot of people want um, want the road quite mm-hmm. simple. They want a million dollars, mm-hmm. full stop. They do not. Um, they don't want to know about exactly what, what toils and perils are on their path. If someone wants to set a path, right? If anybody in the audience wants to set a path to becoming such a leader as you are, what advice would you give to anybody that wants a career that's similar like yours? Well, I think that um, the first thing is that you have to have a sense of openness, right? So I started out wanting to be a lawyer. So, and and now I was in technology, right? (laughs) So um, I think one being open, but I've also always been really hungry for knowledge and acquiring knowledge right and insights and skills you've got to have that and that parlays into anything you do understand your business build the skills and capabilities that will allow you to grow that's paramount because then you can be a versatilist right so i have always been a lifelong learner i'm constantly reading i'm exposing myself to new concepts and ideas i trial them and that's how um, I've built the profession I have that and I have a curiosity right to say what what else don't I know what don't I know and how can I build upon that knowledge right that I have so I think it's very important one be open two be willing to do the work of learning it's not easy so you don't only learn through books but you learn experientially and so that might mean that sometimes you may fail but get up uh, again and try something new. And so that's what I've seen is that it's not a linear straight line. It requires openness. It requires a willingness to learn and it's a willingness to sometimes fail. Yeah. You are very inspiring. I'm wondering who inspires you? (laughs) Well, I've got... I've got two people that I find very inspirational. So uh, Nelson Mandela, most people say that, but there's a quote that he says that I often repeat over and over. And he says, the greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but in rising every time you fall. And, And so that's such the art of, you know, one's life is that you will fall. But it's but who you are. So it's like why I find him so inspiring is that resilience factor. So as a business person, as a as a corporate executive, you must be resilient through the change. Um, what when you're succeeding and also when you're failing. Um, and and having that ability to say, you know what, I've fallen, but I'm going to get up. And what helps you get up is like maybe. I need a better team. I need um, more knowledge, the acquisition of knowledge. Maybe I need to relook at my product or my service. So that resilience, it, it's such a key word, but it's so powerful in the driver yes. towards success. Um, 
And another person who really inspires me on the artistic side is Maya Angelou, right? And I think her story is so interesting because she started the first part of her life unable to speak, you know, due to trauma. And that, that ability to find your voice as, as an entrepreneur or as a business person to understand what's my brand, who am I, what do I stand for, um, how do I grow my business? And so she says, and I often, I love her poem, I Still Rise. Again, that idea that you do fall, that you sometimes things don't work out, but she says, still like air, I'll rise. You know, so it's that seamlessness of, you know, even in times of doubt and, and um, when things are not working out, remember who you are and remember your, your past successes, or maybe you even haven't had a success, but remember your vision. And I think that's also very important to be very vision, knowing your why, but having a clear vision and having the habits. You were asking, what is it that people need to do? They need to have the habits of success, right? Learning is a habit of success, staying focused, being resilient. Those are habits um, of success that allow you to be successful. Ergo, to have the to have the habit of rising from failure, you need to mm-hmm. fail many times. Mm-hmm. You need to normalize rising from failure. You need to normalize failing, understanding that is part of the process. That's that is if I'm if well, I well, and it's caught. not, and it's also like it doesn't mean like people think, oh my god, failure, like I lost my business, everything. But maybe it's an idea that didn't work, right? and you quickly calibrate. Or maybe it's it's a customer segment that's not right for you, right? So it's not just colossal failure, but it's about maybe um, bends in the road, if you will, right? Or turns that you might make, but through that all, you're continuously evolving and learning. So that's what I want uh, to be clear there, that it's, it's also about, the key word here is, are you able to pivot? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, that's great. You have a yes, podcast. Yes, I do. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit so about So I that? was inspired to, um, when the pandemic happened, so this is the uh, interesting story, I normally write and I also perform at different venues and stuff, but I wasn't able to do that. And so a friend said, well, gee, you know, why don't you create the podcast so that you can continue to share your messages of hope and inspiration. And that's why I created the podcast and it's called Catching a Glimpse. Um, And it comes from a a manuscript that I'm preparing for my next uh, book. And it has in there stories of people moving to the light where they've caught a glimpse of, you know, they're going through a particular hardship or maybe there's uh, something that has occurred in their life and they catch a glimpse of hope, inspiration, and then they're motivated to move on. Listen to a few episodes. It's um, the stories are very uplifting, very engaging. It's like you are literally walking uh, 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 with the with the poet. These poems, who are they taking? You know what? I think my audience is for everyone, because if you've if you've listened through the podcast, I have diff- there's different voices. There's the voice of a child. There's the voice of a mother. Yep. There's the voice of a couple there's a voice of someone who's a refugee so i try to find the different voices but i think what's important is that they're all filled with hope 
you know, and it shows you that you can be inspired or inspiring to others, regardless of your circumstances. And so that's really the core message. It's about how do you, in this world that sometimes is dark, how do you see the light? Yeah. Okay, together perfectly. This pandemic, are there any lessons to be learned from this pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the thing we've learned is we are indeed our brother and sister's keeper, right? You know, and I mean, the guidance we get from the government around, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands and stuff, because it's a disease that's communicable. I mean, it spreads, right? And so we've learned that we've got to take care of each other, right? And be responsible for each other. But I also think, um, and that relates even in the business sense about how, you know, lots of people have tried to uh, continue to support businesses um, in these tough times. You know, there's been different campaigns about buy local, you know, so even where I live, yeah. I mean, I can buy a lot online, but I still do go to the smaller grocer or the, 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 you know, the individual who sells a smaller pharmacy so that I can support local, right? Um, and the other thing I've learned yeah. in, the, in the pandemic is that the message of light is so, so, so important because people are feeling weighed down. They are feeling heavy and the message of light. So everyone has the thing that they see as the light. For me, it's my faith, right? So for me, my faith is that light that I lean into. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important about this time is that we've got to push back the darkness, you know, and darkness could be whatever's weighing you down, right? Um, the things, and, and they often speak about people who are really successful are in what they call the flow state, you know? So they're in a state of constant positive movement. That's called like, you know, that's the flow state. And if you're in that flow state, guess what? You are squarely looking at the light. You've pushed down the darkness. You're into positive interactions. You're into positive business connections. You're into positive positivity, which leads you to success. Yeah. So, so that's what I've learned. And in it, and you can be doing it virtually. We've learned that we've all kind of mm -hmm. moved a lot of the stuff, leveraging the tools. But who you are just gets um you know sort of personified in the digital it's not you know it doesn't become you know so i'm still a poet and a storyteller and an executive but i'm using a medium a different medium to reach my audience right and so i think that's really important so get into that flow state even though we might be feeling this is a um, a darker time and we're in the pandemic get into that positivity keep your dream your the thing that you want for your business fully in front of you right and take those steps as i said you know continue to build your knowledge can work find that sponsorship and success will be there Close. i think that's one thing that i that i would at least uh keep my back pocket for now get into that <laughs> exactly get into that flow state <laughs> I'm seeing how that is really practical because we tend to be distracted by the darkness 
um, we tend to uh, pay more attention to the spot in that in that in that white linen rather than the 99 percent of positivity that might be surrounding us and in a time of a pandemic when everything seems gloom that message of light might just be the difference between someone losing all hope and someone saying wait i can do this i'll i will persevere which leads me to my next question message of light this pandemic has come with so much sadness and confusion all around me i mean i know people i literally have friends that have died mm-hmm. you know from this pandemic and 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 um um i have to mention this for my audience to understand i'm not saying this from a disconnected mm-hmm. standpoint i am witnessing the 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 distress that the havoc that is wreaking and in uh, with, with with everything that it has caused with with what you've said so far for, for the last 25 minutes what message of life do you have for anybody that might be listening to this that feel like things are going so bad my business has lost 90 percent of its turnover i've i have lost a loved one or family member what am i gonna do what message of life do you have for the audience that might be just reaching out for something yeah i mean first and foremost um remember to stay focused on the light you know um even when all feels lost um you do that um and i think it, it goes back to one of my heroes around nelson mandela you know 25 years of captivity how dark must that yeah. have felt right but he how yeah dark. but he continued because he was so clear in his um his aspiration and his why right so if you know the why for your business right and you are very clear about what you want you know that you might be on your knees yeah but you are going to what be resilient so then i ask you what helps you to be resilient that's what i'm going to leave you with you know what are the things that help you to be resilient and to weather the storms and then find success at the end of it so that's what i typically do if i'm finding myself uh, in a place I, i i try to hold on my life as i said is my faith you know so that becomes what is my anchor through my storms uh, when they come and then then i really try to get into that flow state because that's also about momentum right because you know momentum <laughs> builds upon and builds upon and then you start to see yourself you might have been crawling now you're walking now you're trotting and now guess what you're running <laughs> so yeah. so the thing yeah. is you keep focused on the light i i can't emphasize that more um and then you know be resilient um and it's difficult i, I i'm not even going to i mean i've lost friends as well in the pandemic i've seen people businesses being crushed um but those around me um surround yourself i was recently reading about the um the head of uh, the Wharton business school and they said that for uh, their life they always had their board of directors right so that's about the team so i think that's the mm-hmm. other key lesson for uh, your audience is that ask themselves you know who's my board of directors or who's my squad or my posse who works with me on this journey who walks with me works and walks with me who's coaching who's mentoring who's supporting me because that is what will build resilience what's your mayor in chief 
You're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Max. Well, oh. you're so kind. <laughs> so it's been a pleasure having you. Finally, our finals. Our, my final question is: I'm sure everybody's wondering right now how they can reach sure. out to you. Who is <laughs> Who is this lady that just away from nowhere? And how can we connect with her? I'm sure people want to know more. People want to read more. People want to listen to you more. Who are you, and how? Can sure. You so. Obviously, I have a website, so it's otomoyurenchi.com. You can find uh, me there. You can also um, find me on Anchor to be able to uh, listen to my podcast. So if you look at Otomo Urenchi, uh, you will see me there uh, on Anchor. So I also want to give a shout out. It's interesting. I have a niece who's also Otomo Urenchi. Uh, <laughs> and she's also a poet, and she's there as well. But uh, I think you'll see mine has my picture and mine's is called Catching a Glimpse. So my podcast is called Catching a Glimpse by Otima Yurenchi and I also have a website um, otimayurenchi.com so you can read more about me there. That's great. So you have for yourself go onto the Anchor app search for Otima Yurenchi search for Catching a Glimpse look out for her picture and get more of all this all this Otima this is this is um I'm actually, I'm actually a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, me, uh, uh, how should I call it? Like a deer caught in the headlights because everything you said is mm-hmm. very practical. And I have enjoyed listening to you. And I'm sure everybody listening right now is having the same reaction that I am having right now. And I'm sure you would definitely come back when we invite yes, you. Yes, I would. You? And I'd like to hear maybe from you about how some of your entrepreneurs are doing and succeeding in these times. It would be great to know. That's that's something that I would actually get onto right as right right away. Okay, wonderful. Well, thanks, Maxwell. I really appreciate the time, and it was wonderful being on your podcast. The pleasure is all ours. Thank you very much. You too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.